0: Alright, kids and other kids and boys and girls, it's time again for the Road Trip in the Car podcast. One of yours and my fav- very, very, very favorite ways to record this stupid show that nobody listens to. And I have a shushy jacket, which really is gonna—it's really going to add to the sound quality, I feel. But I've got a really fucking long ride home, so I thought, why don't I check in not turn the air conditioning on because it's you know it's, it's only fucking hot so I'm sacrificing that for you guys temporarily very temporarily and uh, anyway so I'm here to check in and uh, I've got I've got a little story to tell you a couple little stories that I think you might find interesting and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, talk a little bit. so this past weekend I went to a lovely gentleman's house. His name is Chad and Chad hosts the Take a Seat podcast, which is part of the Garbage Hill Podcasting Network, which I as well am part of. And uh, man, what what can I say about the experience? I I think Chad is wonderful. He's an excellent host. He made it look really effortless. And I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, (laughs) but I'm going to say a contributing factor would be alcohol. I don't usually drink very much anymore and there's a reason for that and I don't know which part of my brain thought alcohol during a podcast recording with a stranger would have been a good idea I don't know I don't know why I did that and um oh man my my inability to answer questions like a direct question it isn't like a like a question you could interpret several different ways it it would be like a direct question and I, for whatever reason, am unable to answer any of those questions. Or I start somewhere that has nothing to do with anything. And, uh, yeah, I never quite get around or forget what the question was. It was just, oh, man. I am uh, I am one of the most irritating people to sit across from in a podcasting situation that there is. I'm really frustrating. But the only good thing about me is I won't stop talking. So you never have to worry about... Uh, dead air or any any silence whatsoever because I will fill that silence with nonsensical ramblings so there's that and I feel like that's pretty cool I I feel really bad for Chad I don't know if he's even going to put it up like I said cunt and he was just kind of like taken aback like his eyes bugged out and he's like oh like who says that word I do I do it's not a bad word to me it is a c word but it's not I don't know it's not a big deal to me but I'm sure he's just such a nice guy he's probably never even said it out loud so to hear it was probably, uh, probably put him out, put him off a little bit, kind of anyway, I just feel really bad about it. And I, I can't stop thinking about it because, um, I don't know. I just should learn that I shouldn't go on the interview shows where I'm a guest and I sure as hell shouldn't drink while I do it. Like, why would I do that in hindsight? You know? And then I remembered here and there, I'll remember a couple of his questions and I can't quite remember my answer except I, to know that it's, it was stupid. Um, <laughs> and then I would think about it and I'd be like, oh, I could totally answer that question really well right now. You know, sober with some time to think about it. I'm sure I could have done a much better job. I, you know what? But that's okay. Case Que the raw. you know, I always say. And, uh, yeah, so that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks, I think. So I'll let you know when it is actually out. But, man, you know, if you want to hear me talk like an idiot and hear a very kind, handsome man try and, uh, try and help me help myself, you can listen to Take a Seat, and uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted. But I'm very sorry. <laughs> in advance, I'm very, very sorry. Oh, God. Okay. So, other than that, uh, we, you'll hear some, if you listen to that show, I'm gonna rehash some of it, um, some of the information. What fucking street am I on here? Okay, that's not the right street. Sorry, sorry, pardon me. I'm in an unfamiliar area of town. There's a lot of sniffers and stuff going on around here. It's very kind of shady, so I have to really pay attention to where I'm going, because I'm not used to going here. Because I am a working gal yet again. Huh? So, in the past six months, give or take, I've worked approximately. 16 hours, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you for recognizing my hard work. Um, Sarah does not think it's funny, and I do, because you know what, I'm part of the workforce now, I'm not just a deadbeat anymore, I'm actually going out and getting shit done. You know, just, just like you and, I'm just like you, just like regular folk, just working hard and hardly working, all at the same time somehow. Um, Anyway, see, see, I don't, I don't remember why I started telling you that. I have no memory of that whatsoever. What what was the point? I don't know. Um, so, uh, I just fucking hate myself sometimes. And this is one of those times. Okay. So on the weekend, the day I went Saturday, the day I went to go see, uh, my friend Chad at Take a Seat Podcast. I'm going to say that 500 times. So you remember to go and listen to it and then laugh and laugh and laugh at what a moron I am. Enjoy that. Okay. And that day, we went to go see... The, in Winnipeg, there's a big horse show. I think it's called Odysseo uh, Cavallia or something like that. It's a big horse show. And it's done by the same people that uh, do Cirque. Cirque du Soleil. I'm very Francaise, you know. And it's done by the same guys. So it's kind of mystical and magical and wondrous. And it kind of makes you feel like a child again. And it's just... it's Okay, I'll go with the good points, first of all. It's uh, The acrobatics is insane. Like, the things that these mostly men were able to do, and women, were able to do, it's astounding. Like, you wouldn't think a human body could manage that stuff. Like, they would be, like, say there's a pool, and they would stick their arms on it, and they would stick their bodies out and somehow hold on how the fuck is that humanly possible? It was just insane. And then they had like these hula hoops that come down from the ceiling and then they'd grab onto them and spin and spin and spin and then pull themselves up and hold on by like an ankle and like uh, a pinky and just, you know, hang their 200 pound body off of it. And it was just, it was just insane. You just kind of get lost in it and it's just amazing that a human being can do that because I can't go up two flights of stairs without wheezing. So it's always amazing to me how, uh, how incredible it is that anyone can be capable of shit like that. Uh, And then, okay, so the negative parts, all right? Because there's always going to be negative parts because I'm a bitch and I always find something to fucking complain about and that's who who and what I am. So positive, another positive is I didn't have to pay for this show because there's no way in the universe Sarah and I could afford to take our little family. So our kind-hearted, wonderful in-laws or her parents... Or the parents I kind of wish I had uh, paid for us all to go mostly for Malcolm but I guess they felt like they should include us because you know what if he had to poop or something we'd have to wipe butts Um, so we're really lucky to get to go because we couldn't afford it otherwise and uh, so we're sitting there and uh, it's intermission time and intermission is crazy like it's always busy if you're smart you don't have to pee but I did have to pee and I went down there, and there was, like, a, a series of bathrooms that they had installed. And there was, like, four or five porta-potties. And then there were, like, kind of temporary bathrooms, but with real toilets, okay? So I look around, and I get in line, not thinking. I just get in line behind, in front of, behind a woman. Sorry, not in front of—behind a woman. And I just kind of stand there. And the line's not moving. And then there are women—there's a woman behind me, and her, her and her son, little Atticus— are kind of looking around and they're getting, you know, they're like doing the math. And, uh, oh, this line isn't moving. That line's moving. And she's like, come on, Atticus, Atticus, let's go get in that line. Okay. And I was like, yeah, good luck, stupid. That line's going to suck. And then wouldn't you fucking know it? Atticus and his annoying mom are at the front of the line all of a sudden. I was like, fuck, because what the fuck is going on? Because I I realize that I'm in, I, I look up and I look at the sign on the door of the bathroom that I'm waiting to get into. And of course it says gender neutral. So I, it didn't occur to me at first that it was a one seater of course, because you know, dumb like rocks. And, uh, then I hear these women behind me and they're like, Oh, you know, this is a one seater. It's not gonna, it's not gonna move very fast. So they get out of the line and I'm like stupid. And they're right because there were women going into this bathroom and they've got like two or three kids. And as a, as a mom, I know that it takes fucking 60 million years to get a kid to go to the bathroom. It takes a lot of cajoling and, you know, they're fucking annoying. And I was just like, oh God. So I listened, I finally listened and I move into the next line. And when I'm trying to get into the next line, there's two guys standing in the middle of all of these women in right smack in the fucking way. And they're just talking. They're just gabbing away, talking. And not only are they standing in the middle, it's like one of them has his hands on his hips to take up even more precious room because he's obviously very fucking important, because he's holding a purse, right, that's, that's your, that's your function, if you're a man, and you're surrounded by women trying to fucking go to the bathroom, and you're holding her purse, don't stand, like, anything, like, even if you're holding a drink, people are trying to move, okay, like, why would you jam yourself in into the very center of of it all and take up all of the space. You know what you do? You hold her fucking purse against the wall. You get out of the fucking way. It's just common courtesy. It's what a normal human being does when they're surrounded by so many people trying to accomplish the same goal. Just get against the wall. If you have to talk, talk over there. Like, Get out of the fucking way. These are the same guys, I'm sure, that get get into Costco and decide that they need to snack at every fucking section and stop their cart right in the middle of the of the alleyway there and just have a little snack like just fucking get your shit together, man' just just get to the wall okay so i 'm just infuriated by that, and when i 'm mad and i 'm in public, I just go, Ugh, and then I walk around you know i 'm not going to have a confrontation because i 'm going to get outwitted, obviously. And I just don't care enough to, you know, suggest to them that perhaps they might consider moving to the wall. Instead, I go on my podcast and tell you about it and really accomplish nothing. Okay, having said that. So now I'm in the stupid line with the stupid gender-neutral bathroom with all the stupid kids and all of these pregnant women are fucking everywhere. And I don't know if it's because we're having a hard time getting pregnant or like... Six, seven months ago there was a whole lot of fucking going on. I don't know what it was, but there were pregnant women everywhere. And I was also enraged by that because I'm jealous. And uh God. Bitches. You know, a sixteen-year-old fucking girl in the hood can get pregnant the first time, and we we're having such a hard time, and it's such a financial hardship and an emotional hardship, and these fucking dumb idiots get pregnant the drop of a hat and they're sixteen just not fair. It's not fucking fair. Anyway, back to what's not fair. Okay. Finally, I jump ship. I realize this gender-neutral bathroom, this one-seater is fucking going nowhere, so I jump into the other line where Atticus has already gone through, and I stand there. And it's moving. It's slowly, you know, but it's moving. And, uh, stand there, I'm standing there, and then before you know it, my mother-in-law shows up, and she stands in the line next to me. And, you know, we're talking, we're gabbing, and all of a sudden, she's, like, way ahead of me, and she's like, heh hey, you know, because uh, she's ahead And she got there 10 minutes after I did And so she goes through She goes to the bathroom, bathroom Washes her hands Comes out And I still haven't gone in yet So finally it's my turn I go in And uh, go to the bathroom I come out And Sarah's there And the whole fucking place is deserted Because intermission is half an hour And it's taken me 27 and a half minutes To go to the bathroom Somehow some way. So no one's around So I come out and Sarah's like Oh Hey And I grabbed her arms, and I shook her, and I said, how long have I been here? What day is it? And uh, she started laughing, and I was just like, oh my god, that was just so fucking brutal. I just can't believe it took me half an hour to fucking pee. I don't understand it. Anyway, what's the moral of the story? I don't know, don't be dumb and get in line for a fucking bathroom, maybe that's the moral, I don't know. God. Okay, so if you'll notice, Malcolm is missing from this equation, right? he is not with us, because he didn't have to pee, and uh, he's inhaling movie, he calls it movie popcorn, and uh, he's inhaling that, he's got himself a juice, he's with Grandpa at the seats, and all is well. And we we go back, after intermission, we join enjoy the show, and part of the show is, of course, the horses, and it's astounding to me as well, and I don't know a lot about horses, I don't really like horses, I'm kind of afraid of horses, but they, the, the things they've trained them to not get spooked, I mean, like, they had a... Uh, mock thunderstorm and it was really loud and they trained the horses that when they walked by the audience to look into the audience as they kind of walked by and it was just like really weird (laughs) I don't know, I don't know how they managed to do it I'm sure there's a lot of other things that I just don't understand about horses that would be astounding to me if I knew but I don't and uh, there was this little, uh, as well as in the in the show as well, good god do you mind I'm fucking driving, I'm kind of doing a thousand things at once here, it's hard to be entertaining and drive and I'm not being successful at either right now so uh, fuck off so, anyway, in, in the show, mixed in, almost, almost as though it was a separate show of its own, are these black acrobat guys from somewhere in Africa. They're all fucking ripped, and they can all, like, do backflips. I can't even believe how many times in a row. It was just insane. And uh, so they're, they're there, and they're getting a lot of laughs, and they're getting a lot of applause. And as Winnipegers, I don't think we know when to clap. You know, I feel like they would enter in on these horses and with their arms raised, kind of like, well, you should clap now because I'm entering, and nobody would clap. And then we'd clap when everything was done. But I think we were supposed to clap on the way in. And a few, you'd hear a few random, like, and then no one else would clap. So you're just kind of like, uh, okay, I, okay, no one's clapping. Okay, I'm not going to clap then. I, I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have clapped. Uh, like, and, and the, you can see the people on the horses are kind of, like, forcing their grins. Like, why are these people so fucking stupid? You're supposed to clap when someone comes in. Anyway, there's supposed to be a lot of clapping. So when it comes to the drawbacks of the show... I would say, like, I didn't understand... Well, first of all, let's keep in mind that there is horses, and horses shit. It's just a fact. They'll just shit, and they'll shit anywhere, and they'll just keep moving. So we noticed in the second half of the intermission... Like, during the intermission, they cleaned all the sand up, which was kind of like the floor of the stage, right? And then the second time, after the intermission, the horses were either... They had just eaten, or perhaps they were just sick and tired of being in Winnipeg, like everyone else is, and they shit all over the sand essentially all over the stage. So when the acrobats and stuff come out and they do all these flips, I'm like, someone's getting horseshit somewhere, right? Like someone's getting a big, a big horseshit handful because there's, it's just everywhere you can't, you can't miss it. I don't know how they're not stepping in it. Okay, fine. Excellent. Uh, then for the, the, the last part of the show, they flood the kind of like the first I don't know 20 feet or so of the stage so the horses kind of went run through a little fake lake or whatever and it's pretty cool and the acrobats too kind of jump through the lake and they do their flips and jumps and all this shit and they're getting all wet and all I'm thinking of is they're standing in really cold horse shit water and uh it's it's upsetting to me because it's like they're you know they get splashed over their genitalia and I'm concerned about that and uh no one wants to stand in cold shit water. I don't know. It's just like standing in the toilet, except it's not, like, it's horse shit. Is that less gross than human shit? Maybe. I don't know. So those things kind of waked me out. I was like, ugh. Like, it took me out of it because I'm like, oh, now they're standing in, like, this ice cold horse shit water. Like, who, who wants that? And they're talented. It's not like they're pushing brooms to stand in horse shit water. It's, it's actual talent that's having to do that. So that was upsetting because I'm stupid and I always take myself out of the situation and look at these weird things and analyze it and I'm a fucking retard. But what was funny to me is when I read the paper, like on the, in the car, as soon as we got in the car, like, okay, hang on, I'm getting ahead of myself. Trying to leave these situations when you're in a big crowd and everyone's kind of got the joint purpose, they all want to get out as quickly as possible. I'm the kind of person, I like to sit in the stands and I'll wait because I don't care. I mean, we, can, we all were just thoroughly entertained. I'm just fine decompressing, looking at my phone for 10 or 15 minutes or whatever the hell, just to let other people get out because some people need to get out. And I'm not one of those people. I'd rather just relax because I find situations with a lot of people trying with the, with the same goal, extremely frustrating, and I get anxious, and I get stressed out, and I'll punch my steering wheel and swear. I'm not a good person for that kind of activity, but my father-in-law, who of course, not only is he paying for everything, he's driving. Uh, he's, you know, a gold level flyer, and uh, I don't really know what that means, except he's first at everything whenever he goes to fly somewhere, because he travels so far so frequently, and he's got so many miles that he's usually first in line, first on the plane, first with everything gets his baggage priority everything is first and he's you know a senior and he likes to just get the fuck out of places and I am very different so I was like okay it's not my it's not my car I just did whatever he wanted to do it was perfectly fine with me I am a guest in his car I was a guest at the show I'm just happy to be there basically and uh he <laughs> so he gets in the car and we're all trying to leave except the dumb bitch who looked to be like 17 who was kind of like stopping you know controlling traffic if you will she was kept letting people out of the paved parking lot first. And we had been sitting in the same line for 15 minutes and none of us got through. She kept clearing out the paved parking lot and disregarding the, I don't know, 70 cars that were trying to leave that were parked on the grass. So finally, you know, we're, we're, in, the, we're in the lineup. We're in the lineup to get out. And I hear a little voice say, I have to pee. Which, of course, thank God, is my son. We haven't forgotten him. And I know my son and I know that he will hold his piss until he's going to explode. That's how long. And he had been. He, had, he hadn't left. He peed when we left the house around, I'm going to say one o'clock, and it is now approximately 4.30. So you do the math on a little tiny little tiny bladder and think about how stretched out it is and how painful it must be for him to actually say something about it. Because there's any... Like, kids don't want to pee because they don't want to miss anything. So he'll just hold it. And I knew once he said it that he was going to have to go immediately and i was like well i looked around there's not a private place to pee and we are certainly not getting out of this car line so that i can walk him back inside which i don't even know they're going to give me access to for him to pee so i look around and i said to myself actually i said out loud to myself just go on the apple juice bottle now i should give you some background here that my father-in-law is a very tidy man he always wears a well-pressed suit he's got a gorgeous brand new six-month-old car all leather interior, he's got the navigation system, he's got, like, it's just to the tits, the whole, like, the whole roof is a sunroof, it's a wonderful car it's in immaculate condition, he takes it to get it cleaned regularly, it's just uh, I can, I can hear his brain kind of catch on fire at the suggestion that my kid pee in a bottle in his very expensive, very beautiful, pristine car and I thought, okay, well I made that suggestion and keep in mind, these the three people I'm with Sarah, her, both of her parents are all very, very well-educated, uh, people. And I am not, I am trash. Basically, essentially I am, uh, white, well, kind of white, mostly white, maybe all complexed, uh, mailman trash. That's what I am. And, uh, I know that none of them, well, none of them, well, maybe none of them. I'm sure I could fit my pee hole over a bottle if I absolutely had to. None of them, nobody in this car has peed in a bottle ever. It's, it's guaranteed that no one has done that. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just, no one seemed to respond in a positive or negative way. They just ignored that I suggested that he pee in a bottle. And I thought, okay, well, that's my suggestion. I know that will remedy the problem in the easiest, fastest, well, maybe most disgusting way, but it'll be remedied. So everyone ignores me. And then I just I just sit there, okay, because I had made my suggestion and now it's up to them to figure out what the fuck they want to do. Because there's no nowhere for him to go outside because it's just people are just everywhere and I don't want some creepo taking a video of my kid's penis peeing in a parking lot. That, that's a lot of alliteration there. So um, I made I made my statement, I was like done with it. Okay. And another I don't know, minute, minute and a half goes by, we're all talking, Malcolm's in his car seat, yada yada. Oh I've got a really gun it here. Oh, you're gonna hear what the rogue can do. And, uh, he goes again, I have to pee. I don't say anything. No one says anything. Can you wait till we get out? I don't think so. Cause the, like the, the golf dome, which, which would have a bathroom is probably about three minutes away by car, not even maybe a minute away by car. But the problem is getting out of the fucking parking lot. And it's been 15 minutes and we haven't moved period. And, uh, which Lance is very intense, very intense. Uh, we're not getting there. It's not happening. I know him. His bladder's full. It's gonna have to fucking come out. So Sarah's like, "Okay, well, uh, I guess you're gonna have to pee in a bottle." And I can see my father-in-law's back tense up from the driver's seat, from the back seat. I'm watching him, and he's like, kind of cringing. And I was like, "Well, fuck! What the fuck else do you think he's gonna happen? Like, something's gonna have to happen. That urine is coming out one way or another. Either he's going in his pants, or he's going in this bottle." And uh, well, we opted for the bottle. And I felt quite proud of myself and my problem solving abilities. And (laughs) so we stand him up in the back seat and we pull his pants down. And I don't really know much about dick and balls. I mean, I did grow a pair of dick and balls, technically, or maybe the sperm contributed that. Either way, there were dick and balls in my stomach for 10 months, one way or another. And they're gross. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to body shame him or anything, but just the stuff that happens, like women have boobs and I hate boobs and they're so sweaty and they're like a pain in the ass to carry around and they're gross and everything. But a man's dick and balls seems so much more gross. Like the bat wing that happens, I've seen bat wing. That's when your balls skin gets stuck to the side of your leg and it looks very uncomfortable. So he had been sitting for a while and things were kind of, you know, sweaty. And when... When he was trying to put his little wiener in the bottle, it kind of got curled under and stuck to other things. And we were very afraid that he hadn't gotten his little guy in the bottle completely. So we're trying to tell him and he's kind of got that look on his face like he's going to go. And I, like Sarah just kind of picked it up a little bit and centered it into the bottle and he's peeing thank God it didn't go anywhere. And he is laughing like a fucking lunatic because it, could, you imagine being three and a half and how awesome and hilarious it would be to pee in a bottle in a parking lot in your grandpa's fucking awesome car. Like, would that not be the funniest thing that's ever happened to you in your entire life? So he goes and he goes and he's laughing and he's still going and he goes some more. And finally he's, he's finished. The apple juice bottle was half full or half empty, depending on where you sit on that whole thing. But he, like, could you imagine how much, how big his bladder must have gotten then? Like, for that bottle to be half full? Jesus H. Christ, that kid's a fucking champ. Or a camel. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the end of that, right? So in the car, after all that was said and done, everyone was asking how the show was. And I was like, oh, it was really great. Thanks for taking us, yada, yada. And then I said, what? why weren't the black guys allowed to go on the horses? Like, it was, it seemed to me to be a racial divide. I don't know. And then... I read in the newspaper about uh, the show that we had gone to see and the guy writing the article said, why weren't the black guys allowed on the horse? And I was like, yes, I finally, finally noticed something that made me smart because we, we both noticed the same thing that there was a weird racial divide. And Sarah's opinion on the whole thing was that it was as though there was a a troop of African gymnasts slash musicians that were stuck in the middle of a horse show. And uh, I thought, well, why weren't any like there was no people of color on the horses? It was all white or like Persian-looking dudes and women. No black eyes at all whatsoever. So I play I I I, I scream racism. What do you guys think? And I'm a racist, so I should know these things, should not I? Probably not. Okay. Anyway, I'm just I my my car ride is almost over, so I'm gonna close this up real real tight. I'm gonna cinch this up real tight. And I'm really sweaty because I didn't turn the air conditioning on because I'm talking to you fucking idiots. So, if you need me, you can find me at Sandra D. Sanchez. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. You can friend me. You can like the change of address Facebook page, garbagehillpodcastingnetwork.com. I don't know. Google Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. And through there, you'll find any any old show. But I'm going to suggest take a seat this time because my friend Chad, who I'm sure I will never, ever see again, very handsome fellow... Very wonderful, handsome fellow I think I made a joke about him coming into a cup So I could try and get my girlfriend pregnant Because that's how much alcohol I had Idiot, right? Idiot Like, I wasn't hammered, but God Wasn't making any fucking sense and was acting like an idiot That's why I don't drink anymore And maybe I should try leaving my house once or twice So I learn what it's like to socialize with normal people God help us all Anyway, take a seat podcast You can go get caught up on all of those While you wait for my show to come out And God Anyway, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel like I should send Chad a, I'm sorry, I ruined your podcast card. Because, anyway, he was really cool, though. Really, really cool guy. Really funny, really interesting, really smart. And he did a really good job of sitting across a fat, kind of buzzed idiot. So there's that. Um, You can listen to my old show, Return to Sender, if you would like. Um, Any show is good, I think. Any. Just about any show. I can't think of one to suggest. But go check it out. See if you like it. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. Right? You can leave me a review on iTunes if you want to. I'd really appreciate that because those kind of give me the will to keep on living. And uh, I can't think of what else. Stitcher. You can like us on Stitcher. And if you want to tell me a story about you peeing in a cup, my email address is changeofaddress69 at gmail.com because I'm an idiot and I like making 69 jokes so feel free to do that and other than that i think god i'm hoarse i'm exhausted other than that uh i don't know i guess this whole one-sided conversation is over yeah it's just done. i think it's just run its course i mean you've done a lot of listening and i've done a lot of talking but that's pretty much our relationship i feel like don't you i mean you're a really good listener you never stop listening <sighs> okay uh, okay all right Okay. Call me back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Love you. I'm hungry. What are you making for supper? Yeah. Get on that, okay? Oh god. I'm sick of pizza. I don't want pizza again. I, I can use a vegetable. I'm kind of fat. Don't fat people need fiber? Right? Okay. Stir fry sounds great. Wonderful. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Love you. Call me back. Work. Okay. Call me later then. Whatever. Fucking semantics. Okay. Bye.